The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Good morning, White Sox fans. I'm Jim Margulis, and this is your White Sox wake-up call for July 20th, 2021. The White Sox and Twins split a doubleheader on Monday night, which is the expected outcome for a twin bill in which the White Sox threw Lance Lynn against a homer-prone rookie in Game 1, and Reynaldo Lopez in a spot start against Minnesota ace Jose Barrios in Game 2. As long as you weren't betting on the outcome of the individual games, you did fine. But because you can't predict baseball, the White Sox lost Game 1 3-2 in 8 innings, only to have Gavin Sheets stun Barrios with a 3-run walk-off homer for a 5-3 victory in Game 2. The Twins were an inning away from dealing the Sox a depressing doubleheader sweep for reasons within their control, and I'll get to that in a bit. Brios took the ball with a 3-2 lead in the hopes of closing out a 7-inning complete game victory. He'd allowed a solo shot to Jose Abreu in the 1st, a solo shot to Yohan Makata in the 6th, and a walk to Zach Collins in between, and that was it. But as his pitch count approached 90, his command started to loosen. He hung an 0-2 curveball to Brian Goodwin, who singled through the right side. He fell behind 2-0 to Andrew Vaughn, then grazed him on the elbow for another base runner. Up came Sheets, and Brios fell behind 3-0, including a wild pitch that moved both runners into scoring position. With the base open, he could have walked Sheets and taken his chances with Jake Berger and a force at any base. Instead, he threw two fastballs. Sheets took an outer half fastball for strike one, and when Brios tried inner half for a strike two, Sheets turned, burned, and launched a drive over the Minnesota bullpen for the game winner. That swing salvaged the evening, which could have been all about Tony LaRusso's refusal to use his best relievers in the highest leverage situations. Neither Liam Hendricks nor Michael Kopech pitched, but Matt Foster threw two innings in relief of a decent three from Lopez. And Foster gave up Mitch Garver's second homer of the game to extend the Twins' lead to 3-1, so it's not like he beat the odds. When Game 1 moved into extra innings after Lynn's strong seven, LaRusso went with Garrett Crochet, who had ended up the losing pitcher in both of his extra innings appearances, in part because he doesn't miss all that many bats. Now he's 0-3 in extras, although this one's not all his fault. Luis Ariza's leadoff single was on Crochet as he lost a lefty-lefty matchup that put runners on the corners. Crochet did get a weak grounder from Josh Donaldson that should have resulted in the runner at third being out, but Jake Berger didn't notice him soon enough and slipped in his attempt to beat him back to the bag, and the Twins loaded the bases on what's called a fielder's choice. Crochet then struck out Trevor Larnick, but with Nelson Cruz coming to the plate, LaRusso decided to summon a righty. It wasn't Hendricks, and it wasn't Kopech, it was Ryan Burr. And Burr did okay by limiting Cruz to a sack fly and a 2-1 Minnesota lead, but then he gave up a solid single to Jorge Polanco for the run that decided the game. 
The White Sox were able to get one run back in the bottom of the eighth on an Abreu double, but he was stranded a second with Moncada striking out and Adam Engel flying out to left. You could say the White Sox shouldn't have even been in extras, considering they faced Griffin Jackson's 8.66 ERA. For whatever reason, the White Sox just couldn't see him. Tim Anderson took the only convincing swing off him, which resulted in a solo homer and the game's first run. Unfortunately, Anderson also took the game's worst swing in the seventh. With runners on first and second, two outs and a 3-0 count against his nemesis Tyler Duffy, Duffy threw him a fastball high, tight, and out of the zone. But Anderson swung for some reason and popped out to first base to send the game to extras, which Larissa didn't manage well. However it happened, a split is fine. The Sox are now 11-3 against Minnesota on the season, and there's no excuse for dodging Kopech and Hendricks for the rest of the series. The Sox and Twins return to a single nine-inning game tonight, with Dallas Keuchel making his first start of the second half against towering righty Bailey Ober. Ober picked up his first and only victory of his career the last time he faced the Sox back on July 5th, throwing five scoreless innings and tying a career high with seven strikeouts. Then again, I might be worried if I were Ober, if only because Keuchel is on the mound. He's won both of his starts against the Twins because the White Sox scored 29 runs in those two games. First pitches at 7.10 p.m. Central on NBC Sports Chicago. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Down on the farm, the four full-season affiliates were off on Monday, but the short-season teams logged action with both White Sox teams playing red squads. The Arizona Complex League Sox lost 7-1 as Christian Mena gave up five first-inning runs, although Elijah Tatis raised his average to 0.59 with his second hit of the season. The DSL White Sox won 4-1 thanks to four scoreless innings from Emerson Talavera and six errors by the other team. As for the White Sox four full-season clubs, the Charlotte Knights travel to Durham, Birmingham heads to Chattanooga, Winston-Salem hosts Jersey Shore, and Kannapolis plays seven games over six days in Fayetteville. And on Wednesday, all eyes will be on the dash because that's when and where Luis Robert is expected to start his rehab assignment. Around the league, the White Sox now lead the AL Central by a season-high eight and a half games because Houston beat Cleveland 4-3. The Royals were off, and so were the Rangers, who lost the Tigers 14-0. Offense ruled the fields on Monday. The Nationals avenged a 16-run loss to the Padres over the weekend by beating the Marlins by 17, 18-1. That game included seven scoreless innings and a home run by John Lester. The Red Sox crushed the Blue Jays 13-4, and because the Mets refused to be normal, they outlasted the Reds 15-11 in 11 innings. 
In more normal results, the Angels got the Tungsten Arm O'Doyle Act from Shohei Otani with six shutout innings and a double, yet still lost to Oakland 4-1. And the Cardinals climb back to 500 and spoil the Cubs' chances to do the same with an 8-3 win at Bush. That'll do it for this edition of the White Sox Wake Up Call. Visit SoxMachine.com to discuss the doubleheader, the action on the farm, and I think I'm going to be hosting an open discussion on which players y'all would be fine trading. Also, make sure to place your pre-order for the new Sox Machine ball caps, as I'll be closing the pre-order window around noon. If you're new to the Sox Machine podcast, you can subscribe to it wherever podcasts are found. And if you'd like to support the site and the show, you can do so at patreon.com slash socksmachine, where you can sign up for an ad-free version of the site and show starting at $2 a month. Thanks for listening to the Sox Machine podcast. For socksmachine.com, I'm Jim Margulis. Jim Margulis.